0: Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Tim Atterbury, and this is the Redefined in Christ podcast. I'm excited today to talk about a theme of the nature of God, that God is truth, and therefore God is not a liar. Now, doesn't that sound uh, original? But when we get into this lesson, I think you're going to really enjoy some of the points I make about why we need to believe that God is truth and how it helps explain the gospel. Several years back, I was, I guess you could say it was revealed to me, or I was inspired to think about how Christ died for us. You know, when you hear the story so much, people say, well, you know, why did Jesus die? Why, why, why did Jesus die for my sins? And why did he have to come and die? And, and there's a lot of unanswered questions among Christians about this. So in my study of this lesson today, I wanted to go back and, and consider why Jesus came as a man, why he died on the cross for our sins. So I find this... Revelation through going back to Genesis. Now, if you want to look up the scriptures, you can turn to Genesis, and we'll be talking about some things that happened in Genesis uh, chapter 2 and 3. So what I want us to look at is, is what happened when Adam disobeyed God. Now, that meant he ate the forbidden fruit. But God had given Adam, he gave Adam dominion over the earth. He gave him power over everything on the earth. In a glimpse, we can see in Genesis that Adam named all the animals and that he was probably, you could say, he was the first prophet because he prophesied over the oneness of a man and woman in marriage, saying that they become one. Those were the words of Adam. His words were powerful, and they changed things. Adam was a perfect creation of God. He was created as an eternal being. He wasn't going to die. God breathed his own spirit into Adam. And the life breathed into him made Adam a living, eternal soul. God had given Adam a unique power, the power to choose. And Adam chose to disobey. And now God was faced with I guess you could say, with a dilemma. Take back everything he had given to Adam by force or find another way to keep his loving conduct intact to prove to mankind that all he wanted with him was a relationship of love because God is love. So really there was probably no dilemma with him because God could only do one thing, love. It is his nature, because that love is truth. But there's something he had to do. You see, God had to separate Adam and sin from his presence. God cannot participate in sin. Of course, we think God can do everything. Well, this could be confusing to some, but Listen, sin is a lack. It's something missing. In fact, sin is a lie that you live. So, living in a lie is living in an untruth or living outside of the realm of God. So, obviously, everything that's not of God, in God is a lie. And a lie doesn't really exist, now, does it? <laughs> Interesting philosophy. Well, in the case of man, obedient Faithful love was missing all of a sudden. Loyalty was missing. And this disobedience resulted in God losing Adam into the darkness, into the lie. His sin is disobeying a command of God or the law of God. It's rebelling against God. God had given Adam a command, Do not touch or eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, according to Adam, God said, do not eat the fruit. According to Eve, there was instruction not to touch or eat. Whether that's true or not, or the whole story, maybe we're just given uh, snapshots of it, and between the two, it's the whole story, or Eve could have been lying, I don't know. But they're not supposed to touch or for sure not to eat of the fruit, fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. However, Adam disobeyed, resulting in a transgression of God's law, which resulted in what is called sin or disobedience of a command of God. So God removed Adam from Eden out of his presence. He had to remove Adam from the place that God had prepared for him. This punishment was a result of Adam's disobedience and was necessary to separate him from eternal life, which is reserved for the living, those living in the light, the light of love. Of course, As previously stated in another podcast, everyone died in Adam because of this. His transgression was our transgression, and we were all plunged into this horrible reality of death. Adam didn't just represent us. We were all in him in some spiritual way that changed the world for all of us, all of the human race. The whole human race died in Adam. Then Jesus came. God also guarded the tree of life in the garden from being found by any human again until Christ, because he is our tree of life. We cannot live eternally without God making a way. Adam's failure to be obedient placed all of us, every one of us, under this horrendous power of death. In Romans, it tells us that death ruled from Adam. And if you look at the whole thing to to present. And the Bible says in Romans that from Adam until Moses, sin wasn't held accountable to them, but with the law the ability to disobey, it empowered sin, and sin ruled from Moses until Christ. In Romans 5, verse 13, it says, In fact, sin was in the world before the law, but sin is not charged to a person's account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam's transgression. He is the prototype of the coming one. So the tree of life was a spiritual tree that would give eternal life. And just so you know, Jesus was that tree of life for us. He came as the Son of God, Son of Man to the earth. He was the embodiment of everything that tree represented. He is for all purposes, the tree of life. He was the last Adam. That means we all died in him just like we all died in the first Adam. Some of us though died with Christ and that's a, a huge spiritual teaching that I might have to share some time on the podcast. But can you imagine nothing could be more angering than that your own child taking everything you gave him or her and giving it to someone else in rebellion. What would you do? Would you punish them? Show them you still love them? Place boundaries on them? Well, that's kind of what it sounds like God did. All of us. Romans 11.32 says, For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may have mercy on all. Wow. He chose this way through Adam to help us all one day understand grace and what it was to be free from sin. The problem here was worse than I have really shared overall, because remember, my topic is God is not a liar. So where does that come in? Well. You see, Adam had not just disobeyed God. He decided to let another creature manage the affairs of the earth. Satan was an angel that believed he was better than God and was cast out of heaven and cast down from a high spiritual place into lower dimensions which would also include the natural place called earth. Now Satan had found a creature created by God in his own image and sought to destroy that man and the human race along with him. His influence over the things on the earth released death, disease, sin, and sickness. Death began to rule on the earth, damaging the entire universe, which has been dying ever since. There's only one escape, Jesus Christ. Death is a curse we all live under in one way or another. For some of us, the born-again believers, death has no control over our physical body, and we will just sleep. We have been raised from the dead, and our spiritual eyes have been opened to see it. We have a spiritual enlightenment that has changed us through the Holy Spirit. Our bodies will be transformed and glorified. For the unbeliever and the rest of the fallen realm, Things still changed because of what happened on the cross. Some will be self-condemned and therefore judged to eternal damnation. Adam's sin caused a curse of death over the human race. God had given eternal life to Adam, and now the man, Adam, had given it to a fallen angel. Imagine how devastating all of this world would be if God wasn't all-knowing. He knew you already had a plan. But let's not miss God's first act of love toward them after Adam's transgression. Because God is love. And God found Adam and Eve distressed, hiding out, lost, afraid, ashamed. That's what sin does to us. So God killed an animal to clothe them. The Bible says here in Genesis 3, verse 21, the Lord God made clothing out of skins for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. He shed an animal's blood to cover their sin. This would become something that was instituted to cover sin in thousands of years in the future. But God never intended for the blood of animals to take away sin. Just cover it. This was a symbol of a coming lamb, Jesus Christ, who would die and take away the sins of the world. This act became necessary to prepare the way for the Messiah to come and rid the world of sin. Another man had to come, another Adam, but this last Adam's name was Jesus. Why? Because God is not a liar. Let me explain. Remember? Man took on a sinful nature under the rulership of Satan, and the human race was imprisoned in disobedience. Because of Adam's disobedience, humankind was held under the power of death. Because of his disobedience, sin and death ruled the world. So God sent his son. Why? One could think of several reasons, but I want to focus on this one reason, that God is not a liar. You see, when God gave dominion over the world to Adam, as we've studied, Adam gave it to Lucifer. So how could God come and take something back that he had given away? If God stepped in and took that power from the devil, it would be as if he were lying to Adam when he had given him the dominion. He had put Adam in charge. He never told Adam he couldn't give that power away. But now God was going to do something that would cause the devil to scratch his head in wonder of what just happened. I'm going to call this Checkmate. God came as a man who was not born under the curse of Adam. He was born of God to a virgin. God, therefore, had the right as a sin-free man called Jesus, an obedient servant with all the rights that a man ever had, the rights of Adam, take back what rightfully belonged to the human race, freedom from sin and death. And that is exactly what Jesus did. He reset the world for all time. Those that accept this truth by faith will be saved, and those who reject it will find themselves still believing that Jesus never came and will not be able to escape the damnation that comes with believing the lie. Now, I believe if we would consider and respect God as the truth and not the lie, it would help us in so many ways to understand the fullness of what it means to serve a God who will never lie. He sent his son to prove he is our only true and living God, And the truth of God can only be found through Jesus Christ. You see, God is not a liar. Because God is truth.